This is a content warning. All episodes of Mysteries Unknown may include foul language, fantasy violence, blood and gore, and worst thing of all, sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Mysteries Unknown podcast for V is for Going Viral. And as always, I am introduced with my lovely cast of characters, starting with Devil. Hello, hello. I'm Devil. I'm playing Marcus the Voice Rift of Yoshimitsu. Javi. Hey, I'm Javi, and I'll be playing Aiden, the Rift of the Bottom of the Ocean. And Cheshire. Hi, I'm Cheshire. I am playing Cody Hallowell, the Rift of Bloody Mary. And I think I completely forgot to introduce myself, and it is me, Hunter, the MC. So, we're going to start this off a little different. I'm going to have everyone give me a fun fact about your characters. Start with Devil first. Uh, hmm. So, fun fact about Marcus is uh, when he's not doing student council, he is... um, he works for, it's very briefly for kind of a charity organization called Compassion. He just does a little side charity work. It's kind of in his veins from his, uh, kind of from his upbringing. Kind of basically a feed, feed and clothe the homeless kind of deal. Yep. Nice. That's awesome. I like that. All right, Chesh. Uh, I think for an interesting fact with Cody is she is a closet gamer. She likes sitting and uh, spending time online when she's alone. Probably even has like some online alias of some sort. What would be the current game she's playing right now? Whatever the City of Mist version of Apex Legends is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. That's kind of fun. All right, Javi. Uh, I would say, a fun, okay, a fun fact about Aiden is that he has uh, a debilitating case of claustrophobia. Um, he really doesn't like uh, enclosed spaces. Um, this is, I guess, primarily one of the reasons why he likes, uh, you know, or liked swimming as a kid. He, you know, like the open, uh, open beaches, open waters, all that stuff. Like he, he, he hates being, um, enclosed probably because he's like super big too. Like, you know, he's like, he's a bigger guy. So it's like, excuse me, as I write this out to what I possibly won't use for future use. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's like the one thing that really, you know, uh, shakes him up, you know, (sighs) All right. And with that out of the way, this time our voiceover monologue slash recap will be done by our one and only Cheshire playing Cody. Dear Diary, normally when someone says the phrase, what did I do to deserve this? They're meaning it in a negative context. As if life has put some sort of unfathomable burden on them. Where, sure, that could be continued toward the fact that Marcus and I are sitting in a car waiting for something to go horribly wrong in a junkyard, I more mean it the fact of, how did I get two friends that I treat absolutely horribly to be so caring? But shaking that off, Marcus seemed to want to go in. It was good he found some sort of entry through the fence. We took up position to watch Aiden, who was trying his best to act as if uh, this was some sort of camp happy happy joy joy. 
Victor seemed to be treating this more like a sort of front lines thing from Lord of the Rings. He started near like militantly preaching to this group how wonderful it would be, how every member was treated equal and no one was above the other. No rank, no popularity. One, no, we're not going to talk about how me seeing Lord of the Rings is a thing. And two, what even would I aspire to if there was no popularity? Nothing. That's what. When Aiden pulled off a hell of a speech on equality, it seemed that Victor was interested. And with that, and like most people who are in sort of any position of power, uh, turns out he's corrupt. Co-figure. Leadership positions open. Anyone preaching equality will suddenly need leaders and uh, someone to keep you in line. More like the hypocrisy gang, if it's up to me. New name. One head pat, finger guns later, and a denial of position, Victor throws a hissy fit. However, gross, Victor's veins are pure black, taking him off the dating pool. And he can make people drop from it and suddenly control them. Also, ew, but guess that checks out. Venomish. Comics and stuff kind of show that. Uh, you know what? We're not talking about that either. What we are talking about is Marcus cutting an entire trash pile in half as a distraction. It's weird seeing him do stuff not geeky. Aiden's playing hero, white aura, lights around him, and everything nearly puts the pressure down. Literally and continues to give Victor a piece of his mind. The chills have to be coming from somewhere. Him? Bottom of the oceans are cold. But when Marcus teleports between two Zomjocks at around the same time, hmm, maybe that comes with the life-sucking of blood from his creepy sword. Though now he's getting Pogo Champion of the Year, and, well, hopped over to us. I tried to get Aiden's attention, but Himbo was being traded for White Knight in this story. He was mad at Victor, and I don't blame him. However, Pogo Boy launching himself at Victor changed the tune, though the nasty f sword once more eats its fill. There were students on the bus now, and Aiden climbed into the driver's seat. I wanted to get in my car, but there was too many. More and more were climbing over the mounds of garbage and junk. One of them managed to pin me down. I remember screaming and closing my eyes, but Marcus seemed to pull him off just fine and take me to help me up and into the bus. The bus that wouldn't start. <sighs> Seems to get better and better, doesn't it? More and more were gathering until, well, crash. Jeeves arrives in one of the collector's vans my dad owns. I've never felt so oddly protected before, between the two and Jeeves. But we finally got out of there, and Jeeves grenades people with purple gas. Alright, that's new. Though, after he left and thanked Marcus and Eden for being in my life, we drove back to my house in an oddly awkward radio-filled sort of silence. We learned about Marcus's sword over dinner. The sword that eats people, and helped Marcus protect his old dojo. He'd been the kid from the news. It was weird to settle into the thought that, uh, Marcus has killed someone. Marcus killed someone. After dinner, we went to bed, and I can't lie, I like that they stay across the hall. It's less lonely in here. Sure, I've got people, but it's them. Maybe I should treat them better. Anyway, dream time again. It's an interesting endeavor for me, again, a bunch of memories. The ballet. I used to like the ballet. Cheerleading only became my main goal when I figured out how a ballerina's foot looks in the shoe and when they move. Nope, not my level of pain. Not that cheerleading doesn't have pain in it, but I'd rather prefer being tossed around than, uh, whatever happens to their feet in 30 years. But after trying to just grab the memory, I was in it again. It felt right. My dad promising me my own ballerina. Something technical? Eh, long-lasting, I'm guessing. One of my own. I always wanted that, even if my mom seemed nervous about it. For Aiden, it was another deep dive, underwater with his little monster friend. Or big monster friend, depending on how you want to look at it. 
I don't think they're making a kid's show out of this one, anyway. The monster also tries to convince Aiden that he needs to use more of his power, that he doesn't want to be a failure. But Aiden knows he's dangerous, ever cautious and thinking of others even now. I wonder where his powers even started. For Marcus, the sword granted him a night of genuine peace for once, after a discussion of worth. The battlefield once war-torn was cleaned up, but I think Marcus is strong and worthy, Mr. Dream Man. I'm glad Marcus sees that too. They both trust me too much, and they put me into they put more into me than I do them. However, it seems like Dad's angry at someone again. A lab, someone missing, lab shouldn't be in use. Sounds like a job for us. Cause little do we know, something's waiting for us there. Give yourself a plus two to add to any role for future <laughs> use for that. Oh, that, was, that was so cool. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I think, Devil, you also got a plus two that I promised you from last session as well. So for any role that you want. So, so that was awesome, Josh. Thanks. <laughs> that was, yeah, just golf laps for that. <laughs> that was really good. We love it. I am curious how she knows about the other two's dreams, but I'm letting that slide for this one. It's one of those, like, as if uh, somebody once compared it to the TV show Shameless, where they, like, sit the characters down and talk to them as if it's an interview. Uh, Yeah! So it's kind of one of those, I don't know what happened, but I'll recap it as if, like, if I knew about that, fuck you, dude, Marcus is worth it. That type of deal, you know? Okay, I love that so much. Yeah, it was a way for, like, my players to be able to recount things that other players did so that other players knew what they did, even if they forgot. Yeah. Like, in anime, they have this thing where, like, at the end of the episode, they'll have, like, a character that was in that episode talk about events that happened in the episode, even if they weren't there. Yeah, it's just a good way to remember. Yeah, you know what yeah. this is making me think of? Those scenes from Oz, where it's like that person recapping what's happening after they've like died or something like that. Generally, that would be yeah. a good comparison, sure. Yeah. 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 But you, I was about to say, you know that it was that prison show that came out that was about to be more like co-op, co-ed uh, kind of deal. Yeah, I and they had yeah. like the, I never watched, that, I do know of it. Yeah, I it, yeah, I remember seeing clips of it when it was coming through my YouTube timeline, and they literally were like having scenes like throughout where it's like it was like a prisoner that died or prisoner in, just kind of recapping about what happened, even if they weren't there. So that's so how that's basically how I'm imagining describing it. Oh, and to those who don't know, uh, Chesh is also a uh, master of ceremonies as well for <laughs> games as well. So if we if you ever hear us arguing, that's why it's our MC heads clashing. So <laughs> or. Clashing, not ca-lashing. <laughs> I, I bring <laughs> colliding and clashing combined in my head for some reason, so... New word. Two MCs cannot be in the same reality at once. Okay. <laughs> what is it, Highlander? There can be only one? Yes. <laughs> that can be only one. All right. So I think we left off Cody going into the house after overhearing the conversation with her father on the phone and Jeeves giving her the information. Yes, she was going to go and uh, tell the boys what she had heard. And I believe both boys were still in the house reading books in their respective rooms? Yes. All right. Well, that's good. At least then I can find you guys relatively easy. (laughs) Yeah, because I believe we stated that Aiden was reading Oceans for Dummies. and (laughs) (laughs) And Yes, he is. Proudly, too. Marcus just happened to find a book about like 
pe- I forget which uh, people's history. I forget the name. Manji. The Mon- yeah, the Manji history. He that ha- he found ha- just happened to find that book too, and they're both at in their rooms reading. So does does Cody just does Cody just yell for them to get down there? Or does she go to each of the rooms to get them? No, she'd probably go to each room and knock on each door. It's not like they were staying too far away from each other. <laughs> who who do you get first? Uh, probably I will say it's probably Aiden's door for like closest to the stairs, and then Marcus's. So it'd be like one and then the other <laughs> in sequence. So Aiden, as you're reading Oceans for Dummies, you hear. And uh, I little did uh, Cody know, but I went down and got breakfast. So Aiden is actually eating and reading at the same time. God damn so, it. So he's like, oh, uh, come in. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so um, you brought the breakfast tray back up with you to your room while you're reading. Yeah, I, I was just so interested in Oceans for Dummies. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't leave it. You know what I mean? Uh, actually, let's say that like uh, one of the maids like brought you like one of those rolling carts. Just yeah, that breakfast in bed, of right? stuff. Yeah. And Alice, being the amazing <laughs> chef that she is, just had it. It's not just one cart. There's like three carts just full of breakfast food in your room <laughs> right now. Perfect. Perfect. Amazing. And I'm like, come in. Who is it? I mean, it's your house, probably, so I don't need to ask. Um, come in. <laughs> She's going to wait like an awkward couple minutes before, like, before opening the door and being like, did that feel good? <laughs> um, wait, did what feel good? I'm confused. This is Aiden talking. <laughs> she kind of just chuckles and says, just the whole little thing there that you doubled back on. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, right. I completely forgot it was your house. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. that's fine. So, I guess. <laughs> we might have something we can go poke around. Really? I say might. We're definitely going to go poke around. Well, well, what do you mean? Um, is it like the Victor? Uh, I forgot his uh, sister's name again. More Veronica. Also, more like Urbex. Urbex. Yeah, isn't, you, you isn't, ever heard of Orb- Urbex exploring? Kind of popular parkour groups? Uh, no. Fill me Fair up. point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to an abandoned building. Ooh. Or supposedly abandoned. It's also supposedly not abandoned. We'll find out when we get there. Uh, that's always fun. But uh, one question. Why the sudden urgency? We just came off of like a pretty exhilarating uh, day. I mean, Dad was yelling at someone on the phone, and uh, apparently someone's gone missing. Mm. Wait, did he ask us to look for it? Absolutely not. So, why are we looking for it? (laughs) You don't want to impress the principal? I mean... And he's, like, licking his fingers. We still kind of have to uh, tell him about what happened with Victor, no? Yeah, and won't it soften the blow if we have more stuff to be like, but we also did this? I suppose so. I trust you. Hmm. These fish fingers are so good. (laughs) You have fish fingers for breakfast? Yep. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... He's got his omega threes and his stuff. <laughs> ah. 
I'm growing. I eat food. <laughs> she just cackles. <laughs> I'm a growing boy. <laughs> I just have to ask this. Does Aiden carry around a thing of protein powder with him? No, he doesn't. <laughs> but like, um, because technically he's a swimmer, right? So he's not supposed to have like a huge bulky body. But like, because he works out so often and like he expends so much energy and because he's so big, like his body just craves food all the time right so uh he 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 knows that he's supposed to like keep lean to a certain degree but like he can't help it you know eats like goku built like mike phelps <laughs> yeah yeah he's just, he, he's just constantly burning calories you know i love it that's a hell of a physique jesus <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you're burning enough so I guess you both get up and head over to Marcus's room next. Yeah, uh, she'll yeah. lock out the door. Or is Aiden still just gonna finish what he's eating as Cody goes to get Marcus? Actually, yeah, I think that's like that's what happens here. Like, <laughs> like Cody like expects Aiden to like get up and like go over to Marcus's room, and he just kind of looks at her like, "Yeah, I'm not moving." <laughs> she just roll her eyes and she like, go herself. Yeah. Bitch, I'm eating. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Cody walks down, and Marcus, you here? Uh, Marcus will get up and just open the door. She'll smile, and she will repeat the, you know, how do you feel about urbex? <laughs> we urban explore. Yes. Where? Uh, not necessarily sure. Old lab. Could probably find it in some of my dad's office stuff. Any particular reason? Somebody went missing. And it's supposedly not in use, but yet is in use. We'll find out when we get there. Is this connected to our thing? Potentially. It's a lab. And they have freaky, gross, venomy powers with the green, nut black veins of grossness. All right, and Marcus, he would. No. You're so much more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> the duality of man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, half throws up her arms. You're so much more reasonable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you'd see Marcus. He would like fold the corner of the book he's reading and like put it back on the shelf, and he'd like suit up and grab all the shit. <laughs> And upon leaving his room, seeing three, like, hotel, like, breakfast carts, just be like, uh... Yeah, we should probably visit the office while he, uh, eats. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so, Marcus and Cody go go into her dad's office while Aiden is eating. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, alright. So, I'll say at this point, uh, your dad has left once again for the day to do Lord knows what. <laughs> so you can see, I will say you're like, even after he hung up the phone and went back to the office, you can see that the anger still continued as there's like books of like all over the floor. Like the, there's like a shattered lamp across the way. Like whatever this was that he was on the phone, he was very pissed off about. I thought Marcus. billionaires like did like would meditate and shit. Like this seems unnecessary. 
You're funny. <laughs> yeah, and this is like a very like extravagant office to uh, mahogany desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he likes yeah. mahogany for some reason. That's a thing with him. All desks are mahogany. Just ask and, me. <laughs> yeah. And definitely like the stuff that you shouldn't own, but he does own. There's a T-Rex skull hanging on the wall. There's like there's like a taxidermy to Bigfoot in the office too. No one knows if it's actually the real deal or not. Just feels like it just shouldn't belong there. Definitely an endangered species or two, heads of them hanging on the wall. I feel like the Bigfoot rug would have like a tag of like authenticity. Like for some reason it's just like someone doesn't actually, mean it's like, real, but somebody's tried. Yeah, oh. like someone like appraised it and confirmed that it's Bigfoot. Like how the hell did they know? No, it's not a rug, it's like a taxidermy statue of Bigfoot. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, you, gotcha, you, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Yeah, like it's still like, oh yeah, this is like legit. It's like But there's def- there's definitely a black bear rug for sure though. Definitely a black bear rug. <laughs> But yeah, Marcus would see that Cody's pretty much unfazed as she starts, like, kind of looking for any files off of the properties he owns. Probably the older ones. So what are we both doing now? Uh, Looking for this potential lab in his uh, records. All right, first roll of the game, and God damn it, it's me again. We'll see if the, we'll oh, see. This, is if great. this continues. Oh my god, it. this is the ritual. Gonna I, use those help. I am going to use one of those help points in some here. Oh, thanks. Oh, do you, well, I was about to ask: Is Marcus helping, or does he want do you want to do your own roll to investigate? Marcus is helping, and you have the help point. Yep. Okay, Send so already with already with a plus one, then. Uh... I would use the he's my only family tag, but uh, it kind of gets negated by my weakness of needing to prove myself. So, unfortunately, that won't be an addition, but it would be there. It's there in spirit. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I was going to argue against the weakness tag, but then again, you did state that you were trying to, like, basically, you have the underlying thing to prove yourself to him with this case. Yeah. So, that makes sense now. So, Gotta impress him. <laughs> yeah, plus one then. See if. All good times come to an end in the beginning. I've broken the cycle. Uh, it's still a failure, though. Unfortunately. I've still broken the one cycle. You know what? I think it's better. <laughs> it's better than to continue the curse. So, congratulations. This is the <laughs> most, like, the best outcome six rule that you could possibly get. <laughs> to those who you rolls dual ones. To those who don't know what we're talking about, if you're listening to uh, to us at this point, there was a what we called the curse for a while, where the first roll of our last. Was it three or four sessions? I think it's three, three sessions. Three sessions yeah. were all snake eye rolls. So two nat ones. So we did a hat trick with the snake eyes. And we have officially broken that with this unfortunate still six roll. Fourth episode, guys. A round of applause. Come on. Come on. What would be funny is if Devil was the one who rolled instead and he got a snake eyes too. So everyone would have had like a snake eye Just at this one, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, so Cody, you and Marcus try to start looking and you're not finding much at first. I will say though, Marcus, you, um, actually, who goes to the desk? Uh, Cody would have gone for filing cabinets, so. Marcus would have probably hit the desk. Yeah. So I'd say there's like some filing cabinets that are like next to the bookshelf. Cody's looking through that. Marcus goes to the desk and you're going through the paperwork that just spread out all over it in this mess of a room. 
And you do see, uh, because it's not really like, a, it's a clue that you would have found, so it's not really anything to do with the role. You still find like a, a what's the word? A ledger, that's the word I'm looking for. A ledger of properties that Cody's father owns. Huh? Got a ledger over here. She'd stop and kind of look at him and be like, oh, I guess it makes sense that if he was looking into these things, also, he'd God, have it he on his desk. Messy. Uh, no, he was just angry. Usually someone <laughs> cleans this up for him. I love that. It's like, he's messy. No, he's just mad. Yeah, that's prob- it's probably like the Ted's lamp that they're going to have to replace <laughs> now in the month. <laughs> yeah, like, Cody seems ridiculously unfazed by this. God, this is not okay, like... Mr. Hollowell is definitely the person to punch holes in the wall while playing Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike! <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tell his 12-year-olds that yeah. he's going to take their moms. God, yeah. Now I've just got doors stuck in my head, but with like a <laughs> pompous rich guy voice. Yeah. Door stuck, please! <laughs> I beg you! We're dead! <laughs> can't, can't get through the door, man! Can't get through the door! Yeah, and well, so... Uh... Yeah, you both look over this ledger, and you eventually... It's like... It's a good, like, it's, like, very minuscule handwriting because there's, like, a bunch of properties on that. But you do see the address for the abandoned Helix Labs factory all the way on the other side of town. And it looks like it, he was possibly planning on selling it to someone else. But doesn't say who. Right, I'm so, yeah. Whether or not it still belongs to him is a different story, but who knows? Maybe nobody wanted to buy a creepy abandoned lab. I hope not. Eh, what's the thrill of Rebex if not the thrill of potentially getting caught? I'd rather not deal with the Umbrella Corporation. I mean, absolutely same, but, like, that's not the point. Fair enough. Do we need... I guess we should go get him? Um, uh, she's just gonna text him and be like, you dead eating? And at that point, like, he he would already, like, sort of be walking in through the door, you know. Uh, he probably asked uh, the chefs, uh, like, the directions to the office, you know. And he met up with you guys, and he's just like... It's literally, like, the other wing of the house, <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, it's, like, on the opposite side. Um, so, yeah, he kind of peeks his head in, because he probably read the name on the door, and it's just like... He probably has, like, a giant plaque. <laughs> yeah, he's like, should... Guys, are you allowed to be in here? Like, where's... Nope. Uh, uh, okay. And he... <laughs> like, he... It's very funny, because this large... This large guy nervously sort of walking into, like, your dad's room, like, he's, like, a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's only the office, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, okay. Alright, if you say so. Um, so <laughs> what are we looking for? Are we looking for this, uh, uh, wait, what are you guys looking for? Hold on. Like, <laughs> why do you snooping? He kind of giggles and she points to the ledger and says, we found out where the building is. Uh, is this, is this, this building that you were talking about? What? Okay, so what did you find? It's an address for an old lab. A lab? Apparently, he was gonna. According to this, he was gonna sell it to somebody. And I'm imagining on the ledger, it's like either faded or blanked out or something. 
I'm going to let you all know right off the bat, you all would immediately know what Helix, Lab is, Helix Labs is, as it is one of the uh, biggest, like, science labs in the city, and is known for, like, their scientific discoveries, while also having been put in the tabloids for a few scandals here and there as well. Oh, for sure. Huh, so it's a rundown Helix Lab facility. Still mm-hmm. not seeing the urgency. I mean, someone went missing. Someone there was enough to make my dad do this. Gestures to the room. Yeah, he didn't seem very happy. Um, okay. Uh, so, I mean, these Helix Labs are a massive corporation. They're probably not on the up and up, let's be honest. True. Do you think they could have something to do with the infection again? I mean, it's Worth looking. Okay. Um... And it's Sunday today, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. I yeah. completely forgot. <laughs> T- now the inspector check-in works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and the plan is still to tell your dad on Monday what happened yesterday, right? Yep. Okay. Just well. hoping to have more, and he'll think we went above and beyond. Okay. Um, if you guys are, you know... If you guys really want to, I'm down. Uh, Are you sure you sound horrified? uh, I'm not horrified. I'm just a little cautious is all. But (laughs) this this seems a little little in over our head. But you know what? Everything else wasn't. Good point. Gestures (laughs) vaguely to Marcus. Good point. And um, I kind of... Do the you know the slap my che- like my face cheeks like get pumped up and I'm like okay <laughs> my face cheeks I had to di- I-, I had to discern which cheeks <laughs> in particular okay so yeah like I get myself pumped up I'm like okay all right what is facility? it one is it one of those at the same time slaps or the one two slap no at the same time yeah at the Just... same time yeah yeah like the two like I, I give myself good uh, three good taps to like wake myself up you know um so. What facility is this? Where is it? And how fast are we going to die? Uh, Helix Labs, insert address here, and I'm unsure. Hopefully there'll be no dying. I kind of like being a meat-based life form. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Um, Okay. Uh, Well, I already ate. (laughs) So did, did you guys get breakfast yet? No, but we can stop too. Uh, somewhere on the way. Guys, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Okay, we can't Thanks. skip breakfast. <laughs> the local burrito chime now serves breakfast, so yes. There we go. All right. Now let's go. We get you guys fed, and then you guys will be at the optimal calorie deficit to take on this this uh, this endeavor. How do you know what my optimal calorie deficit is? I don't, but we're going to find out today. <laughs> so, this looks at you like... <laughs> <laughs> That's how Cody feels. She's like, excuse? <laughs> and like, he... Uh, can I see the ledger, actually? Yeah, Marcus would just kind of spin around and slide across the desk. Nice. Um, I'm... So as Mar- so as Marcus is handing the ledger to Aiden, uh, Cody, you're looking at the desk, 
and you see a picture frame that's kind of been set down. Do you pick it up? I like pick it up, but do you know how you treat grilled cheese when you want to know if the other side is done? Yeah. And you just kind of like slightly lift it. Yeah, you lift like to see that. the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually, I would, I would actually kind of, I would think Cody would be surprised to see this picture on your, your dad's desk still, but it's a beach day photo before everything. Yeah, she'll uh, probably make a slight face and then just kind of like slowly put it back down. Yeah. I'll also say, um, you notice like right off the bat, your mom's face was like angrily like crossed out in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a high school yearbook. God. (laughs) I'm telling you, he's an edgy gamer boy. (laughs) So yeah. She she just put it down. All right. So what's our trio doing now? To the to Cody Mobile. To the Cody Mobile. We'll just say that they got breakfast. Da 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 da. Yeah. Probably drove through somewhere and just got food. Yeah. There's it's it's just like the little mascot zooming in, the little mascot from y'all the mascot from y'all's high school zooming in and out. Yeah. Just, <laughs> little yeah. Fire oh, yeah, yeah. Like like the transition <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. The transition. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I see what you're saying now. Little, right, as like you... flaming background around the, <laughs> the like, like, be like, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's canon now. Every time there's a speed <laughs> switch, that's so canon. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, y'all, we're going to the abandoned factory itself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's like early in the day. We'll say it's like eleventh, eleven o'clock in the morning. All turning that. twelve, like noon ish. <laughs> Yeah, that. get towards that point because we had y'all go to sleep, had your dreams, wake up, did your montages. Yeah. Wait, or, did you yeah, your, your downtime moves, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But in the last session, yes. yes yeah, because that was yeah. you and Marcus reading and Cody training was yes. the montages. And so, yeah, y'all get into Cody Mobile, which, what, a Jeep, right? We said? Uh, it's a Mustang. Mustang. I thought we said it was a Jeep at one point. I don't know. Uh, maybe we I'm were just going dumb. through a few cars at the beginning, but I'd post. I remember a, a G wagon actually. Like, I just feel like <laughs> Cody has multiple cars, and every one of them has a mirror in the trunk of it or in the back seat of it, so that way yep. she knows she can get to any of her cars with ease. So <laughs> just need a new car, switch. Yeah, we'll just say she has multiple cars. She has a G wagon, a Mustang, a Jeep. She has all of them. <laughs> She's Whatever got prints pr- right for the situation. The first car was her dad gifted her one of those pretty pink Barbie cars. <laughs> and she was like, never in a million years. Exactly. I <laughs> <laughs> literally drove it once. Yeah. yeah drive, to, I, she I, drove I, it home, actually. Like, <laughs> and then it parked there forever. As soon as the car started, the real story playing, come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Hi, I love it. <laughs> like, I love it. Oh my God. I'm going to drive it all the time. <laughs> What color is the Mustang? Uh, red. The classic. All right. Yeah, most most of her cars are red. That are hers specifically. All right, so y'all getting the Mustang? Uh, okay. Who's the one crammed in the back seat? Aiden. 
Yes, I'll I'll give it to you, Hunt. I'll give it to you. Yes, here we go. <laughs> so I feel I feel like you're like you're like sideways in the back seat, and you're still got like your legs like bent up a little bit from well, in the back seat. Yeah, I'll paint the picture. It's kind of similar to the bus scene um, when I was going to meet Victor. The bus, like the the roof of the car, is too small or too like short. Actually, no, it's a jeep, right? There's enough space. It's a jeep. No, 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 it's a Mustang. No, it's a Mustang. Sorry, it's a Mustang. Yeah. So the the car is a little too low. So like his head is like sort of tilted. You know what I mean? And like his knees are—he's like he's almost in fetal position. (laughs) You know, because like his even if uh, one of the two you know pushes their seat up to make space for your legs, it's still sort of like a little cramped. So yeah, he—he's—he's fitting, but it's an uncomfortable fit. You know. I have a picture. Yeah. I just have to scroll up through the memes. <laughs> yeah. So Aiden is poor. Poor himbo. Aiden is cramped in the back seat. Yeah. Cody. Cody. I assume is driving as usual. Marcus gets in the driver's seat. And yeah, y'all head off. Uh, make your quick stop at the burrito chime to get. I assume like Cody and Marcus just get like their regular meals, but then like Aiden immediately or gets like two bags just full of burritos. Uh, I think he he just gets like one burrito. Like he's still the, what Aiden does, right? He eats a lot at once, and then after he'll just like not eat for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Um, he finds that he he finds it's easier that way than to like always need to be like you know, feeding his body. He's just like, eats an ungodly amount at once. And then just, he's good for the day. I just imagine Cody and Marcus just looking and what I'd like. You're only ordering one burrito because they're expecting you to eat all the, so much all the time, probably. Yeah. And I'm just like calorie deficit. You know, you guys. can have whatever you, okay. Calorie deficit, calorie deficit. It's important. I think these are words you've made up. It's true. It's a real thing. What was what was the <laughs> other word we were using? Athleticism or what was the word? Leisure. is <laughs> just up here making up words now. Okay, like yes, I'm the rift of Urban Dictionary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, you're literally you literally are you're the rift of Bart's best friend from The Simpsons. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I, I grab my one burrito. And uh, and Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Now this is important. Taco sauce or no in the car? Heck yeah. There's always taco sauce in the car. <laughs> All right. I didn't know if Cody was going to be like no sauce in the car, no mess kind of deal or no, something no, like that. So pay <laughs> to have it cleaned if she needs to. Fair enough. <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit. Because it's like all the way to the other side of the city. It's going to take you some time to get there. Uh, if y'all want to have any kind of conversations while you're driving in this, in this car, you can right now. So Aiden is probably going to be like, um, hey, uh, by, <laughs> by any chance, is it uh, possible to just, you know, maybe like switch seats? And I, I'm tapping on Marcus's chair. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey buddy. Um, you know, uh, no real particular reason at all. Like, is, is, is there any possible way that we could, like, you know, switch switch seats at any time at this uh, in this adventure here? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because you know, I mean, oh, I'm pull over for that. Like, I'm perfectly fine in the back seat. Like, there's nothing wrong at all. Like, I'm just, you know, 
Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen sardines with more room than you. Right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I, it's fine. Like, I'm not like. I'm, I'm not. It's not like I'm scared of. I've already you know, pulled over to switch seats. Okay, and I, <laughs> so, so I sort of get out and like wipe the sweat from my forehead because he's like, he's like kind of freaking out. <laughs> and uh, and he like finally stretches his legs out and he uh, rolls down the window, gets some fresh air. I just imagine like as you stretch out your legs, you hear like a couple cracks through both of them, like crack, 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 as you're like yeah, trying to stretch yeah. your legs back out. And I like stretch my, I push the seat back, uh, hopefully not into Marcus. And and if I do, it's like <laughs> he's just like almost crushed, and he like shifts over to the side where. <laughs> Yeah, now Mark is knowing how tall you're. He would just sit in the middle. He'd be like, no, I'm not used to traveling with you guys so often. I guess I'll have to grab one of the other cars. Nah, no, it's 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 fine. You know, just that you you do what makes you happy, Cody. You know, we're just happy that we're here with you. You know, you don't have to worry about. You sure your rift not isn't a snake? Because you're lying a lot. I. I, I'm not lying. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just expressing my gratitude. You know, it's important. Just she like kind of rolls her eyes <laughs> as he like rubs his knees very obviously because they were in pain. But like, you know. <laughs> Mark is kind of like my guy. You got more beads on you than the friendship bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> Cody cackles. <laughs> and he like he, he like takes his uh for some like. I think he would have like a like a sort of small gym bag with him, right? So he like reaches into his gym bag and like takes out a like a like a, like a towel. He like wipes his head. He's just like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's the temperature's hot. Uh, Cody, why don't you turn on the AC? And he like nervously shifts the his eyes. The top is down. <laughs> top is down. Oh, was it? <laughs> that was convertible. Oh, I didn't realize it was a top-down thing. I didn't yeah, realize that. The, I posted the picture. I was not paying attention at all. It has the option to have the top up, but the top is down. Oh, well, the, well, we actually, I think, said that there was a. It was like one of those like non-convertible Mustangs before you sent that picture. So I think that's where the confusion lies. Uh, I don't yeah, know. No, it's, it's that picture was pretty far back in our convo in the other group, but that's okay. We'll okay. say that like after she pulls over, she like puts the top sure. down. Sure. Right? <laughs> And More space for your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so a- much better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I'm curious to know. So we kind of got a little bit about Cody's feelings for Marcus and Aiden during her little recap. Start mm-hmm. with Aiden first. What is, are your current feelings towards Cody and Marcus? Oh, like, uh, like as a friend group or just like as individuals? Both, now that you've mentioned <laughs> Both, yes, now. <laughs> okay, uh, so as like, like friends, he thinks they're like super cool. You know what I mean? Um, him being the eldest out of the three, he, he kind of feels at times like he's almost responsible for them. You know what I mean? But like, in a sense that, it's just a bunch of, you know, high school, you know, friends hanging out, right? And, you know, him living on his own, he kind of has that, like, natural, okay, I need to make sure that these two are okay, kind of thing. But he knows that 
especially in regards to Marcus, Marcus can like take care of himself, right? And he knows also that Cody can also take care of herself, but it's just like that overbearing kind of, okay, all right, if anything goes wrong, like I'll feel like terrible about it. But um, yeah, like her, his feelings towards Cody is, he definitely thinks that Cody is a little, a little odd at times, like, she can be like extremely mean to him and Marcus, but like he sees it as okay. Well, she's just like uh, like that's just like Cody, right? She's just like a freshman, right? Cody's a freshman. Yeah, um, she Marcus she's a um, a sophomore, uh, sophomore so, so this second year, yeah, but. Yeah, she definitely treats you guys completely differently when there's no other students around. <laughs> it's like a flip switch. Yeah, he's kind of just like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's just that's just Cody being Cody. Like it's fine. And then Marcus is definitely like Marcus is like a bro, right? You no, know, he knows that Marcus is like into athleticism, which is like a like a like a bonus. You know what I mean? But he he, he hides that, right? So Aiden knows that Marcus is on the. Uh, he, he's a treasurer, right? So he like, he's not in like an athletic position in the school, but the fact that he hides that he's like also very athletic, it's kind of like their mutual bond, you know? Whereas Aiden is very openly athletic, Marcus is like kind of secretly, like a secret jock. Like he would be trying to like bring out that jock in him and Marcus is just like, God, like, nah, bro, I'm good. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, as a group, he wants to, like, protect you guys and defend you guys and, you know, make sure everything goes smoothly and, like, yeah. He likes you guys. Long story short, he likes you guys. That was my long Me looking back at uh, last session. Yep, Cody definitely can handle herself in all situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Flashback. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not when actual physical confrontation comes into play. She uh, has nothing. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that you all are very capable <laughs> capable, a, a capable group of, of peeps, and he likes hanging with you guys. All right, Marcus, your feelings about Aiden and Cody? Uh, as an overall, just a friend group. Marcus is infinitely appreciative of these two. Like he personally views them as family. Marcus is uh, just given his background and how he grew up. He definitely is like a like you're good to me, I'm good to you type. So, yeah. (laughs) So, like, being Aiden, that, you know, that had an effect on who saw this, like, you know, he assumed Aiden would be, like, you know, your typical. Sorry, someone walked in. Give me a second. Oh, oh, good. No worries. Yeah, Aiden is not the typical jock. He's like, you look at him, he's just like, oh my gosh, no, he's going to, like, stuff me in a locker. And he, like, you see him, like, walking towards you. And he like, it's like, oh, hey, uh, I saw you in uh, math class. It's like, yeah, you know, could you help me with something, something, something? And they're just like, what the heck? What he just like yeah, stalks up to you. Hi, yeah. you look lonely. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why, why is he talking to me? You know, like, the first time he met Aiden, it definitely would have been a case like, oh, this is just another like stereotypical job. But then seeing how nice he was over the course of like all the years of them being in school, and he's like, oh no, this guy is cool. And then of course, the first like kind of interaction they had would have probably been with Marcus just like out like in a I can imagine it's like out in a field somewhere kind of by the school just like 
doing his thing, like training, doing his little workout or whatever. Yeah. He would have, that's the moment he'd be like, oh shit, you work out. Yeah, like I, I would be doing like a jog, like a run, and I see you and I'm just like, wait, hey, <laughs> I know you. I just like, imagine Aiden has adoption papers for everyone he considers a friend in his backpack. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, full on adoption papers. It's just like, you're, we're, we're friends now, okay? You're my friend now. We're having <laughs> soft tacos later. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, then that's for Cody. Um, honestly, knowing Cody was the... He probably wouldn't have known she was the principal daughter at first. Once he found out, he would have been like, oh, okay, so you might get like special privileges, that kind of stuff. He didn't necessarily immediately... Seeing your like, outward aesthetic, he definitely thought, oh, this is like the preppy girl who's like meeting everybody outside of like a small group of people, but... Which is true, technically. It is true. Technically. <laughs> I was gonna say he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's I, not wrong. <laughs> that is Cody. <laughs> that is how no Cody problem. acts in school. Yes. <laughs> but again, over time, it and what I imagine happened in my head is their first interaction would have definitely been something more akin to like related to their powers. Like she would have seen Mark as like teleport or something and be like oh he's like me kind of <laughs> cody trying to escape something in uh, school comes out of the boys like mirror because she just assumes nobody would be in there at that time marcus is there yeah, that's that funny that's <laughs> like washing his hands this this girl comes out of the mirror next to him <laughs> At that point, it's just like, oh, so we, okay. Hi, um, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Actually, is this the first time y'all meet or the first time you discover that she had powers? This would have been the first first time time they found powers. Yeah, powers. They would have, quote unquote, met, like, when she, you know, when her dad took over the school. They probably wouldn't have interacted, but that would have been the first real interaction. Yeah. 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 So we are going to talk about that. Because I'm going to say, as Marcus is saying that about Cody, we're going to flashback. Oh, that's right. That's a module aspect. Damn it. (laughs) End of part one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries Unknown podcast. The background music you hear is from the official CMS soundtracks made by Son of Oak Studios. The content warning at the beginning was done by Ryan Bravo of Odd Loot. Any other characters and content mentioned on here belong to the rightful creators and owners. My name is Hunter the MC, and join me next time as we investigate the City of Mist. <laughs>